on the block on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio, 97.7, 100.1, now heard on 96.5 FM. Maybe you're listening on the ESPN app, that's a great thing to do. Take us with you wherever you go, download the app. Many of you, I'm sure, already have on that smartphone of yours. Uh, Find the listen tab. Give it a punch and off you go. I mean, you don't have to punch it. You can be nice and give it a tap, whatever, you know, whatever terminology you're comfortable with there. And find the the listen tab and off into the world you go, taking us with you. Except the bathroom. That's kind of gross. Here's how you get in touch with the show today. Reach out and touch someone with some sports hot takes. That's hot. 437-7644 is the phone number. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter, Brent Axe Media, Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644 as well. All great ways to get in touch with the show throughout the show. We are guest-free today on this Mondays. We've got a lot to dive into, so what do you say you be our guest? You be our guest after a pretty wild weekend in the world of sports. I mean, I've been doing it since I picked up a basketball. I love last-second shots. I mean, pressure like that, pressure situations. I've, I've always loved situations like and that. And what is it he likes doing? What is it he's talking about? Brissett, the inbounder, to Hughes on the left sideline. Battle, they clear out. Clock frozen. Now it goes. It's at 6. It's at 5. Battle, 15-footer. Yes! For the lead! 72-71. Two and a half seconds to go. Tyus Battle drops one on G-Town. And there's that little matter that happened in the National Football League. Between the as a Bills fan, I'm not quite sure where to sit on this one because it's the Dolphins and the Patriots. But I did enjoy the Tecmo Bowl version of this play. Tannehill got Tita Tepazito, Tina Ipara. Can he still? Can he still? Around the ball, attacker Devonta Parker. Devonta Parker, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake's about corriendo, cuidado. Kenyon Drake, Latina Gronkowski. Kenyon Drake, touchdown. Kenyon Drake, get jugada. There you go. That's uh, the Spanish radio call of the Patriots-Dolphins game and, of course, the great Matt Park before that. Never did Matt Park think he would be, you know, bookended with the Spanish radio call of one of the weirdest NFL plays we've seen this year in a recent memory, but that's what happens on this show. So all that on the table. Hot takes as usual. We'll go on the blind side as we do every Monday. What was, I think, the best football weekend of the year? And Harold Baines is a Hall of Famer. 
irony is the Veterans Committee did its job well in one essence and really blew it in another. So the credibility of who gets into the uh, esteemed Baseball Hall of Fame takes quite another hit. We will get to that and so much more, but you know where we start. We just played the clip. Tyus Battle comes up the floor right about midcourt. Defense starts to get played on him. He goes left quickly, comes back to his right, picks a spot right inside the three-point line, 18 feet away, and it's nothing but the bottom of the net. Adding yet another great chapter, another great play into the Syracuse-Georgetown series. Now, we are going to speak with Syracuse Athletic Director John Wildhack later this week. John makes regular appearances on this show. We always appreciate his insight, his honesty, his overview of Syracuse athletics. I, I really do enjoy those chats, and I've heard from a bunch of you that you enjoy them as well, and, and we like how accessible John is. Now, John, since Saturday, like if you really wanted to capture it, they could have announced it Saturday, right after the game, that they had signed a new deal to continue to play Georgetown. But maybe you don't want to, you know, ruin the fun of the game, focus on the, the present, what just happened. Okay. You don't want to do it on a Sunday because people are busy on Sundays doing other things. Well, here it is, 4.07 p.m., and I have not gotten the official release from SU Athletics. And maybe let me just check real quick here. Did it go into my junk mail, perhaps? Let me just see. Hmm. Oh, boy. You ever see the kind of stuff that goes into your junk mail? Uh, let's see. Wild hack, wild hack, wild hack. No, don't see it. Uh, maybe uh, Sue Edson. Did she Edson, Edson, Edson? No. Uh, was it Mike Moore? Morrison, Morrison, Moore? No. Uh, Pete Moore? Did Pete Moore send the email? Moore, Moore. No, I don't see it here. I don't see the official announcement that Syracuse and Georgetown are continuing their series for another four-year block. Did Bayheim send it? Bayheim sent an email. So I didn't get it today, but I certainly anticipate that we're going to get that official announcement by the time we talk to John on the show on Thursday, right? That Syracuse and Georgetown should keep playing. Now, I'm only half joking there. What Tyus Battle's shot did is gave us another amazing moment. And he is, boy, Georgetown hates to see him coming, don't they? Because last year... And what was also a dreadful first half of basketball, which Syracuse only scored 24 points, they exploded for 62, went to overtime. Tyus Battle, 29 points in that game, 8 points in overtime, 6 three-pointers, did it in a different way than this game, but still almost single-handedly buried Georgetown a year ago in D.C. Patrick Ewing brings Georgetown up here. Syracuse could not hit water if they fell out of a boat in the first half, as Jim Beheim noted at his press conference after the game. The first half, Georgetown was just more physical. They got up in us, and we, were, we ended up shooting difficult threes, one for 14. You know, our offense just wasn't there, and we let a couple guys shoot that we know can shoot. Their defense wasn't what it needed to be. One for 14 from three-point range. 22 points, narrowly avoiding the record for fewest points scored in a half, which is 19 at the Carrier Dome. And as we saw, yet another dreadful performance 
in the first half against Georgetown. There's just something about playing that team that brings out the worst in Syracuse offensively in the first half of games. Syracuse has started slow all year, but that was beyond anything. And by the way, about of those 14 three-pointers, 10 of them were good shots. They weren't just jacking up threes because, oh boy, we better get into us. Like they were actually open shots that just weren't falling. Second half tells a different tale. As Elijah Hughes starts hitting a few shots, O'Shea Brissett's battling inside, but it was Tyus Battle who was clutch all the way. He made four or five at least last year, maybe more. Uh, obviously, his freshman year, he made a pretty good one at Clemson, but he's made a lot of big shots, probably as much or more. Uh, anybody we've ever had here in late-game situations. I, w- I would say he's right there. Here's Jalen Carey, his backcourt mate, who had to step in for Frank Howard, who was in foul trouble, eventually fouled out of the game, scored only three points, but it was a huge three-pointer down the stretch that put Syracuse up 67-66. And another huge play by Jalen Carey with the block at the end. So Carey made what was the second and third most important plays of the game, but here he is describing what was the most important a lot of people might fold in positions in the position that he was in. You know, just a lot of pressure on him. He he, he didn't play well the first half. We all know that. But it, it's how you respond to to the criticism and how how you respond to like like what coach said. And I feel like he responded well. And, and, and as you've seen, we was able to get the win. One more here. This is Tyus himself on what was clicking in the second half. As soon as I walked out, I mean, I had the mindset just to attack, um, get easy transition buckets, get to the foul line. And um, I knew once I did that, my whole game would get going. In a conversation, uh, all of which was not shared with us, the media, and nor does it need to be, Atias was challenged by Jim Beheim to come out and play better in the second half, saying that we cannot win with the way you're playing. Why'd you even come back here if this is the way you're playing in a big game? And, well, there you go. We saw the results of it. So Syracuse gets a, another big non-conference win, not quite as big as Ohio State, nor will it be as big if they can beat Buffalo Next Tuesday, they get a week off here. It's finals week, a lot of practice time to kind of get back on track. They play Old Dominion Saturday, and again, they certainly should win. And then you get UB Tuesday night, who moved up to number 14 in the AP poll today. Syracuse is back in the AP poll. This is as unique a situation as I've seen in the AP poll. I do not vote in the basketball poll. I do vote in the football poll, so I'm kind of certainly – aware of the inner workings of how the poll works and how it's submitted and how people track it. And I can honestly say I've never seen three teams tie to be 25th in the country. I can't recall seeing a tie, period, maybe one or two in the football poll for the last spot. It certainly has happened. But three teams tied for number 25. That is what Syracuse is this week. So, hey, they're back in. They've won five in a row. It's not a coincidence they've done that. Since Frank Howard has come back into the lineup because it is free Tyus Battle to be Tyus Battle. So both Patrick Ewing and Jim Beheim were asked about continuing the series, both before and after the game. But it became pretty obvious that this needs to continue. Once Tyus Battle added another moment, once Syracuse came back, look, Georgetown led for 31 minutes plus in this game. You put these two on a floor. More often than not, good things are going to happen, entertaining things are going to happen, although the first half of the last two games would seem to counteract that. But you want the second half to be better, to be more entertaining for players to step up. So keeping the series going is something we all want to see happen, but it's not quite as easy 
as just making a phone call and saying, you, you in, you in? Okay, good, let's go. Well, you know, we can play great, great games with anybody. It doesn't matter who we play. It's gonna, we're gonna, if we play Georgetown or Connecticut or Villanova, they're going to all be great games. So, you know, the league decided to go to 20 games. We got so many guarantees, so many games we have to play. It's difficult to play these games. We're going to try to. We're going to look at it. But, you know, Connecticut wants to play. Villanova wants to I don't know why they must think where they can beat us. They all want to play. So that league's over. We're done with that league. You know, we're in our league. we got to be concerned about what's best for Syracuse. Uh, I love Patrick. He's been great. You know, we, we'd like to play the game if we can. But uh, you got 20, you, you got 20 really – 21 games accounted for and three in a two-two count in a tournament, so it's 23. And then we play two or three teams every year, so you got 26 games accounted for. So you just got to see what's best, and we have to look at that and make a decision about what is really best. And you know, we'll just have to see how it how it all breaks out. You know, it's kind of like when I would ask my mom and dad for something when I was a kid, especially this time of year. It's Christmas time, and you would ask for something, and they would kind of take a deep breath and be like. Okay. But they didn't say no. It wasn't a case where Bayheim came to the podium or Patrick Ewing came to the podium or John Wildhack was asked about it or key players that actually make the decisions on this and said, you know, we just can't do it anymore. We'd love to because this is a great series. It's great history. We had another great game today, but just due to circumstances, we're playing 20 ACC games now. We can't do it anymore, nor do we think we should. Everybody kind of agrees it should happen but they make it clear, like, okay, I can do that for you, but it's not going to be easy. Like, even as a eight-year-old kid, I could sense the trouble that my mom and dad would have to find all the Nintendo games that I requested uh, one Christmas in, I believe, 1986. And mom and dad came through, baby. Best Christmas ever. But I could sense, like, even <laughs> at six years old, like, okay, this this. This is not going to be easy, but we will do our best to make this uh, happen. And Santa Claus uh, certainly came through that year, or mom and dad, whoever it was. So I get what Jim Beheim, what Patrick Ewing, what everybody involved is saying. But I will offer this unsolicited advice on this. They seem to have found a window where this works. This year it was on December the 8th. Last year it was on December the 16th. Right. And as you just go back through the schedules here in this four game set between Syracuse and Georgetown, the year before that, Pearl Washington Day at the Dome, a game that Georgetown actually came and spoiled and won. That was on December 17th. And then the first game in this four game set when it was scheduled between Syracuse and Georgetown was December 5th. Now, you're adding two ACC games, and I understand the circumstances of it, but there seems to be a window somewhere between December 5th and the 17th, somewhere in this non-conference slate that fits for both teams, that works. That's the plan they went with. That's the plan that works, and that's the plan they should go forward with. The question is, how much longer do you keep playing? Because that's what that four-game series was really for, to see how much longer we should keep doing this? Well, I think we answered that question. The details, the parameters, how far they go ahead. I mean, I'd like to see him play certainly as long as Patrick Ewing is the coach there. But I feel like uh, kind of like an election, and it depends on what you're running for because congressmen have two-year terms, 
senators have six-year terms. Governors have certain terms, right? But I feel like another four years, nobody would hate that. So we'll get an update on that from John Wildhack later this week. I, I would anticipate an official announcement before that. And that would just be my personal opinion. I'm not reporting that, but, I mean, come on. It, it was that obvious. And not just in the moments after battle shots sunk in. The next day, as I sit here today at 4.17 p.m. on Monday, like we got to keep doing this. Because a great rivalry will find a way to sustain and give the younger generations reasons to believe they need their own moments, not just relying on what dad told them or grandpa told them or uncle Bob told them, right? Like this generation is now getting their own Syracuse Georgetown moments. So let's keep that baby rolling. Let's get an update on how the stock market was today. Always great to catch it up with our friend Lee Baldwin of Lee Baldwin and Company. Sorry your Colgate Raiders uh, couldn't get it done, Lee, but that, that's, a, that's a heck of a task there. North Dakota State is like the Alabama of the FCS level, so I will say congratulations to Colgate on a terrific season. They did have a great season. That was a, a tough, uh, uh, really good team they played. So It really was, and for about the first I'd say first half, I had the, that game on at the house while I was doing some other things, getting ready for the SU Georgetown game. The first half, I was like, okay, maybe they found something here, but North Dakota State's North Dakota State, and they, they kind of figured it out. I mean, they got all the breaks, and, and you know, they almost did it. They needed to put something on the board. That would have been nice, but, you know. So, Great season. All oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how do we do on the market today? Well, you know, we were a little higher, so I can't use the word great, but uh, a little higher today. Yeah. So we'll take that after a couple bad days in last week. I do have a diamond uh, Nutrisystems. Mm. Start thinking about our diets, but they were uh, purchased uh, for about $1.4 billion, so the stock was up 27%. $1.4 billion with a B? There you go. Wow. <laughs> and they know, man, once you know the new year comes, they kicks into gear. Everybody pretends to eat healthy again. Uh, exactly. At least until like the second week of January. Exactly. So, uh, Pretty much. That's me. Uh, our dog goes to, I'm going to, uh, I hate to do it, but FedEx, where you are in the Christmas season, but uh, the stock was down about $8. They were downgraded, but... Uh, Hopefully they bounce back. So, so well, let's have a great week. Yeah, let's actually. do it, man. Let's do it, Lee. Thank you, sir. All right. That's Lee Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen. You can find him at LeeBaldwin.com or just stop on in. Casanova, Utica, get all the best stock advice so all the diamonds are on your portfolio and none of the dogs. We can certainly continue to talk Syracuse and Georgetown, but what we just saw was the best NFL weekend of the year. And I've got a lot of thoughts on it coming up. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. You got it, voice man. Welcome back. Every Monday at this time, Seth Goldberg strolls in. And on that uh, piece of paper over there, he's got ten questions. We don't know what they are, but we are going to answer them anyway because we like to live dangerously on this show. Let's go on the blind side. It's time for the blind side. Fire when ready, Commander. Are uh, are you sure Jim Beheim was talking about me? I'm pretty sure he was, because who else suggested that? I don't know. In a public sphere, I have no idea that O'Shea Brissett should play the five. I don't, I don't know. Wait for I'm it. told after the fact that Fran Fraschilla did. Wait for it. I mean, I would be better off playing Pascal at the one than playing O'Shea Brissett at center. There you go. That <laughs> that way. That's so Welcome to the club. It's good to Thanks. have you here. Uh, did you have any doubt that Tyus was going to make that shot? I actually had no doubt. 
I really did. It just felt like it. He looked confident. The thing that stood out to me about that is he looked like he knew exactly where he was going. It wasn't just let me just see what the defense gives me. Like, you could tell, like, he's practiced that. That's his spot right there. He drilled that thing. Absolutely nothing but that. We were talking about this during the break, and Syracuse basketball, their official account had a great tweet with both videos. That was eerily similar to Pearl Shot. Different side of, image of the free though. throw line, but very similar. Do you think Syracuse really wants to continue the Georgetown series? You know, that's a good question. I don't know if they do. I think they kind of feel like they have to now, right? Like That's my thought. Now that you have 20 ACC games... I don't think they want to. I don't to. think you want to, but I think it's proven that, look, if we're going to keep one of these, and one thing I, I forgot to say earlier, I, which I disagree with Jim on, I mean, he's right that you can have good games against Villanova and Connecticut and St. John's, but it's not the same. It's not the same. If you're going to pick one team to have those good games against, Saturday proves why you may not want to keep it going, but I think you kind of have to at this point. Uh, they also haven't played Villanova and St. John's in years. Nor should they have to. I would love to see Villanova once in a while because they're good. But right. that's a reason it would why be a you, good game. Why would you want to play a team that's perennially in the top 10 in recent years when you can play a team like a Georgetown, a Connecticut, get the non-conference points you need and have to play a top 10 team every year? What was Gronk doing on the field? I have no idea. And... The first half blunder was more of a Tom Brady problem than a Belichick problem, but why would Belichick willingly take a safety off the field for Gronk? I swear to God, I thought Gronk was on the field by accident somehow. Like he just he's Gronk and he just ran out on the field. Like, what is he Gronk doing hit. out there? Like why? Gronk smash. That's one of those things you practice for football players that can. Throw that Hail Mary, but Bel- Belichick, of all people, should know, like, um, Ryan Tannehill cannot throw the ball that far. If they were, like, 30 yards closer, I would have gotten it. This never happens in the NFL, and a lot of people brought up the home run throwback against the Bills. And thanks for bringing that up, by the way. Music City Miracle. But that was just one play. That was just he threw. Kevin Dyson caught the ball from Frank Wycheck. It was one pass. This was like razzle-dazzle, the band is out on the field kind of stuff. You don't see this in the NFL. What about the Music City Miracle? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It was one pass. Uh, How did Reggie McKenzie lose his grip on the Raiders so quickly? He didn't. John Gruden showed up. And took it. McKenzie was the NFL Executive of the Year two years ago. Maybe changes have to be made because the Raiders are kind of slipping here and they're going into Vegas and they want a whole change here. But I just don't... I mean, I do get it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't agree with it. Like, Mark Davis handing everything over to John Gruden. Why? The guy traded Amari Cooper in season, which is going to be one of the great in-season moves in recent memory for the Cowboys. Need I bring up Khalil Mack? Now let's fire the guy who either drafted or signed those players to come to Oakland and found Derek Carr and found... A lot of these great players that have been in Oakland the past few years, he's the problem? Okay, sure. Should and he the Raiders won yesterday. They beat the Steelers. Like, they actually won a game. So you can make this move today, I guess. Should Yankees president Randy Levine be the next White House chief of yes, staff? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I want to see that happen. <laughs> I kind of do, Because too. I kind of want to see that I kind of do, too. I do, too. Just, just because. Lie. Just he because said, that's something... 
that should happen. It should. Randy Levine publicly said he wasn't going to take the ah, job today, but we all know what that means. Uh, how many of the movie references in the Thank You Next video did you understand? I have not watched the Thank You Next video. I so, knew. See, the funny thing is, I knew that was going to be the answer. Zero, yes. I knew that was going to be the answer. Believe it or not, I am not one of the. How many people do you think have watched the oh, Thank You Next video? Millions. Can I just look that up Millions. real quick? Millions. I need to look this up real quick. I'm now. not one of them either, by the way. I have not yet watched. All right. So we're talking about Ariana Grande. Of for course. For those of you not. Of course. Um, you know that uh, one of our, our salespeople, I was talking with her about the question. Mm-hmm. She didn't think that you would know what I was talking about if I just said thank you next. I said, you know, Brent probably won't, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, I knew. Remember, I have a 12 year old that listens to a lot just, of this stuff. You just said. All right, it take a guess. Just take a uh, guess. How many how many views that video has on YouTube? 12 million. Try 155 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. 155 million cool. views. And I'm not one of them. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I did get one reference. I know it's a lot of Mean Girls I stuff. Saw, yes, I did get the Mean Girls reference. That that's. But now I'm going to have to watch it during the break. <laughs> Just to see if I do get any more of the movie references. Uh, true or false, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are the same player. <laughs> uh, false, because Josh Allen has a significantly stronger arm than Lamar Jackson, but they're not that different currently. Like, right now, they're not I will take it that different. I will take it. I'll meet you in the middle. That is, that is my comparison from the weekend. Uh, why are the Giants still winning games? Because they did not pick a quarterback with the second overall pick, and they took her boy Saquon Barkley, right? Like, I, I, they got to play the Redskins this week? Somebody texted this to the text line, which, by the way, dumb text. If Syracuse beat West Virginia, can you really call that a win for Syracuse? Yes. Um. Yes, because West Virginia is a top 15 football team that has other football players besides Will they, Greer. What? They do? Yes, how about what? that? Uh, but I asked that same question. Can you really count that as a win for <laughs> no, the Giants because no. they beat the Redskins? Mark Sanchez tried to see, lose the answer the game. to that is no. No. The answer is no. No, you it can't. It should be a half win. Yes. It should go down as a tie. They won Pretty by much. 24 points. It should go down as a tie. Pretty much. Uh, last one. Would you host the Oscars? I would absolutely host the Oscars. And I would kill it. You kidding me? The best Oscars <laughs> hosts are the ones that just don't care. Like, I'd be a one-time host. Don't get me wrong. But... I wouldn't be Billy Crystal out there doing it 12 times right. to appease the Academy. but Bob Hope hosting it for 25 years. I would do it, years. and I would be good at it. I'm telling you. I would be. I would love to. This is your Look, this is your chance. They're still looking for somebody. Look, Academy. Uh, Get I'm, out there. I'm not saying that my Twitter record's completely clean in the past. Somebody will find something offensive because somebody's offended by anything these days, but I'm available. I'm just saying I'd come at a much cheaper rate than Kevin Hart. I don't know. I would I would bargain for like half of what Kevin Hart got. What does an Oscar host get paid? I don't know to do that. By the way. I saw in the six figures, which means a lot up. of people don't think it's worth it. I'm in. <laughs> How Let's sad go. is that? By the way, I've got lots paid, of Bayheim jokes. They get paid six figures, and most Hollywood people are like, eh, good. yeah, I'm in. good, not worth it. That's the Blind Side. We're back after this on the Block ESPN Radio. Thank you. Bye bye.